The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of The Daily Drop, episode number 27. Yes, I got that one correct today. Hey, I wanted to, I'm, it's a bright early morning here in Sydney, Australia. And I want, and I've just stopped off to, uh, to go and do some things before my son's swimming. And because uh, it's a weekend, he has swimming training nice and early. I had to pick up a few things. And the shopping centers are open quite early here in Australia. I'm sure in lots of the countries that this is getting listened to, exactly the same thing. I wanted to touch on this topic that it occurs to me, it's like a, 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 a sociological or anecdotal observation that I make as I go into the shopping centers and I walk past the bakery and I see someone, a couple of workmen who, you know, they've got the, the yellow vests and shirts on and they're on the way to getting their day started. And then I see some, there's a little fish market where I go in the, um, in the morning on the way to swimming sometimes to pick up a few items. That fish market's out nice and early the people are out working and laying stuff out there I go into I went into a supermarket just to get a few things that we had to go and get um, to start our day here with the family and you know before swimming training starts at 7 a.m my son and I see people walking past and you know, you've got the early risers people who are on their way to I guess starting a working day because I'm, I'm sure this is the same in your country but in Australia seven days a week people are working seven days a week all over the country now and whilst there still is the, you know, Monday to Friday uh, crowd, that has changed a long time ago, particularly from when I grew up um, in the 70s and 80s as a child, when the, the working week would finish on Saturday at 12 o'clock, all the shops were shut after 12 o'clock on a Saturday. That would be a bizarre thing for some people who listen to this episode actually think about. Here's my observation. And I'm going to uh, I'll talk about the observation first, and then I'm going to bring in a little guest into today's episode. My observation is this. There is a core principle behind the new science of physical health. And this one core principle that is inside my diagram called the influencer framework. So, and the, the, the leading question on that framework, on that diagram is, what do you think is the number one contributor to the leading cause of sickness and death? And if you listen to this, pod, this uh, podcast regularly and this episode, The Daily Drop, you'll know what that actually is. You'll know how prevalent it is and you'll know how um, much we could reduce that by if people were to dig into the health secrets behind the new science of physical health. So there's this core principle. And the core principle basically says, because I'm not going to go into it in all the, any detail here. The core principle basically says that from a, this is from a physiological point of view and backed up by science. And I'll give you one of the scientists in just a moment, and you can hear from them in their own words. The core principle is something called your active heart fitness score. Medical doctors have got a different terminology for that, okay? But it is the driving thing behind whether or not a person is at risk from the number one cause of sickness and death worldwide. And virtually every, certainly every country, every one of the 60 countries that this show is listened to in at the moment, uh, and hopefully we grow beyond 60 countries, but every one of those countries, the leading cause of sickness and death is the same. 
There are internal conditions inside a human body, no matter what country we live in, no matter what borders that are in our way. I mean, everything's a long way from Australia, where we're the world's biggest island. The same result happens no matter what a country you're actually in. And that is there are negative health adaptations where people who don't even know that the disease funnel exists never get into the health funnel. Or as they get out of their teenage years into their 20s and then move from their 20s to 30s, their bodies, life inside their body, subtitle of my new book, is going deeper into the disease funnel. All because it's driven predominantly by your active heart fitness score. So, I think my observation, my anecdotal or sociological observation that I make is, and I know this is backed up by a lot of the data, is the average person that I just described at the start of this episode, the person who's having, you know, getting breakfast at the bakery, people at the coffee shop, people in the supermarket, the people who own and run the fish shop and the employees in there that I see, I probably saw about 50 people inside 10, seven or eight minutes that I went into the shop the shops this morning. Most, if not all of those people have never heard of Active Heart Fitness Score, which is the core principle behind the new science of physical health, which determines whether or not you're in the disease funnel or the health funnel. And I would hazard a guess if I just ran a survey past them, explained what Active Heart Fitness Score is, which we do in all, inside all our content, you get the link in the show notes. But if I explained in a brief summary, what, how much of a driving force your active heart fitness score is, that I would hazard to guess nobody knows how to use the correct dose of physical activity to drive up their score. Meaning there is almost the bulk of the population that doesn't have the capacity, not, not, sorry, that's the wrong description. They do have the capacity, but they've never been introduced to the one thing that doctors worldwide now, when I say doctors, I talk about public health experts, medical researchers, cardiologists, exercise physiologists, uh, open heart surgeons. That is the ability to use the correct dose of physical activity. And I talk about this theme a lot to generate health adaptations, which will move someone out of the disease funnel into the health funnel. That's the whole objective of the new science of physical health. The challenge is that in that observation, what I know is as I walk past those 50 or so people I did this morning, most of them never heard of active heart fitness score. Most of them don't understand or even implement the correct dose of physical activity in order to drive their score up and then decrease negative health adaptations to get them out of the disease funnel into the health funnel but most of them have a very low active heart fitness score. And until we build in that piece of terminology into their environment, they are almost certain to stay in this category where they are not classified as physically healthy. And the reason I put this show together, the reason I write the book, the reason I've got the web classes and all the different content that we have off this, the, the new science of physical health is, because I actually walk past these people and feel genuinely concerned for them knowing that it is almost certain in a large percentage of them, there is one or more precursor conditions that cause, will cause or could very likely cause a cardiovascular event. And 
if you're in the disease model and you've got one of these precursor conditions, the way that that's treated is with medicine or surgery. And you hold off the cardiovascular event, which is the number one cause of sickness and death worldwide. And I feel the genuine concern because I know what it was like in my family when it reaches the catastrophic level, when you get a phone call and just says that your parent has died, which is what happened in our family when I was 22 and my father was just 46 years old. So I want to, I want what the content that we have here to be permeated as many places as we can. And it's great that we've now got to start in the last 12 months to where there's 60 countries and it's around about 600 cities now, I think. Um, that's terrific, but it needs to be more. So here's what I thought I'd do to finish off this episode today. I want to play for you a, part, a, a small snippet, a couple of minutes of an interview that I did with Dr. Eduardo Sanchez. Dr. Sanchez is a, um, uh, he has a, he's a medical doctor in public health, and he is the current serving Chief Medical Officer for Prevention for the American Heart Association. He lives in Dallas, Texas. We had an over an hour interview. I just want to give you a couple of minutes of Dr. Sanchez, my interview with him, so that you can understand the role that Active Heart Fitness Score has in determining whether or not you have negative health adaptations or positive health adaptations and a person's risk of the number one cause of sickness and death in the world worldwide. So I'm going to say thanks for joining me in today's episode, which I normally do when I finish the whole episode. I really appreciate you coming back because there's so much content to share and there's so many things that I know in the short segments that can get people beginning on the road to go, I want to find out more about that. So come and have a listen now to one of the world's most respected doctors, so respected that the gold standard American Heart Association have chosen him to be their chief medical officer for prevention in the United States of America. Okay, let's transition now to Dr. Eduardo Sanchez. See tomorrow's episode. Enjoy this couple of minutes of Dr. Sanchez. Bye for now. So the degree to which your blood pressure is high is the degree to which it does what we call end organ damage. Okay. And, you know, the place that I'll, uh, you know, so the kidneys are a place where end organ damage happens. Yep. The heart is a place where end organ damage happens. And, you know, I would say, quite frankly, rather than focusing on what happens to your blood vessels, critically important, um, um, uh, the pump, that is your heart, is affected. If your heart is having to push against that um, higher resistance for a long period of time, um, it begins to, I'm just going to use lay terms, it begins to tire out. Yeah. And so one of, the, one of the results of high blood pressure is a higher risk and likelihood of heart failure. Okay. Um, and heart failure is exactly that. The pump doesn't work as well as it could. And it is a nasty, nasty, nasty disease to have. And, and then the other key organ where, and there's so many, so high blood pressure also, um, one of the places where, um, um, so that, I, let me talk about vasculature in this, in, 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 with regards to what high blood pressure does in the brain. Mm-hmm. So high blood pressure can um, lead to strokes. Yep. Um, and um, and those strokes are caused by um, enough pressure on those 
small vessels in your brain that they, um, you know, uh, again, I'll just use layman terms, um, that they, they, they hemorrhage, they, 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 they leak, they bleed, and that's what leads to a stroke. Um, um, and, you know, um, one could use uh, the descriptor that they, that they burst. Yeah, okay. Um, Thank you for taking the time to listen to the My Healthy Life audio learning series. We hope that this episode has inspired you on the journey towards raising the heart fitness scores. If you are using our technology, congratulations. If you're investigating it for the first time, please contact us.